Welcome to Pepe Sanchez episode 9. Things are heating up. Oh, it's a beautiful time of the year for nonsense. We have the trade deadline. We have the All-Star game coming up and people will be mad about who's in and who's out. We have tons of rumors and lack of rumors with which to make rumors about. And we got a surprise, a gift, a gift from the Reddit gods, uh, which was the the poster who said that... uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., JJJ, Triple J, as probably no one calls him but but uh, me just now, um, was getting home cooking from a Memphis stats keeper. Now, here's what's great about this. This phenomenon went from just a guy on the, the just a poster on the, the NBA subreddit posting, hey, check out the splits, in which his splits are significantly different, his home and away, his... His home blocks are about four. His road blocks are about two. Then this person went through and watched some tape. And also the tone of it was very like, I'm revealing state secrets. You know what I mean? Like that made it so much funnier to me to read. I mean, I love this type of stuff. And I didn't even really uh, (laughs) read the whole... I started skimming at some point. But because it was so long... And I did, uh, I was just laughing at the, um, the seriousness of it, you know, like this is Seymour Hirsch writing about the CIA cover up, uh, uh, writing about the My Lai massacre. You know, it was like, it was, it, it was a very serious tone, which I found hilarious. And there was just, it was so long. Uh, so I was, I was chuckling over that reading and, they, and the person listed like a handful of examples. And then it got funnier because then. All the, the blog dorks had to mobilize. I imagine the ringer, like, some alarm went off. And they all had to get out of bed and run to their laptops and, and pull up game film and, and go through their own analysis to, to circle the wagons and, and uh, you know, debunk it on Twitter and go through each example and say, well, okay, this one was is questionable, this one's not questionable. And I was all, this was all happening immediately. And then we see um, the Vegas odds, you know, uh, Jackson had been the front runner for defensive player of the year uh, in Vegas, and then his odds his odds plummeted, right? And then um, some sports books took off the the bet entirely for defensive player of the year. They're like, there's too many, there's too much movement, there's too many shenanigans. We got to shut this down before we know what's happening, which lends credit to it, right? Because we kind of inherently believe Vegas more than any journalist, right? Um, we're like, they always have the inside scoop, at least in my mind, my conspiracy theory brain. So then that was happening. Um, and then the nerds kind of like debunked it fairly quickly, but I do think that was probably funny for them to have to like drop whatever they were going to do that day and (laughs) and respond to this, this random Reddit post. Right. Um, and then I started seeing, this is where it gets interesting because then this was all within 24 hours, and then we're seeing someone say, oh, this was great uh, guerrilla marketing for Jackson for for uh, defensive player of the year. Even Jackson said they asked him about it after game, and he said, I beat the case. He seemed to be having fun with it. And then my favorite take of all came at the very end, which I, someone texted me. Oh, this is another thing. This is another thing I love about when, a, when a, some absurd NBA nonsense gets big enough. Then I get hit in like three at least three different group chats. Um, I would say I have four or five basket, primarily basketball-oriented group chats. Um, one of them is just the, high, the, the, the highest tier of, of basketball 
uh, nerds and, and weirdos, real real sicko stuff. That's like the team. It, it's uh, people who who have been covering covering it closely professionally, or worked for a team directly, or may currently work for a team directly. And so there's that one, all right. And that's where I first heard about it, because uh, one of the people in there like monitors NBA Reddit, <laughs> and that's another thing. Oh, the 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 Grizzlies had to respond to this. The NBA had to respond to this. This went around. This this went immediately to NBA front offices. This Reddit post, and then um, I have a I have another one that is um, like pretty casual, but it's more like Blazers fans or just. Kind of they want to talk about funny basketball stuff. And then I have another one that's just casual, casual. And all three of them were lit up with this scandal. So I was getting alerts. The phones were blowing up. Uh, all my lines were, were crossed. Uh, my clothes just dried in the dryer, if you hear that. Uh, we're selling. It was, it was a great time for me. All right. And so I, I'm, I'm chipping in. I'm chiming in on these different group chats. I'm getting different bits and pieces. And in one of them, someone sent through someone's... <laughs> At the end of this, someone put forth the theory uh, that this was a false flag operation, (laughs) which I absolutely love. And what I think, what I think would be uh, uh, the best of all is if it was uh, somebody with gambling intention, right, who got the odds to drop, moved a bunch of money onto Jackson, and then and then let this thing come back, knowing it would be debunked. If we're thinking you know 4d chess here which of course we are not and i think i even went through that reddit posters comment history and it's just a guy very much appears to be a a guy with time on his hands but maybe that's what they want you to think maybe that's what they want you to think but anyways so fun especially just drop in when we're just we don't have a lot of hot trade goss right now you know it's like how many times can i pretend to be interested in jay crowder which congratulations to jay crowder for um Doing an amazing job because he was kind of washed in the playoffs, uh, showed up, lost his starting job, said, you know what, I'm not going to play, and through not playing, has rebuilt his value, and now he's like the missing piece for the Bucks or for whoever, everybody, Boston, everybody wants Jay Crowder now. When if, he, he would, if he'd been playing and just kind of sucking, nobody would want him, you know, if <laughs> he'd just been coming off the bench or whatever, or just got to play bad. So a brilliant career move by Jay. Um... Hats off to you, and you got you know an extra four or five months of vacation, so you you have to respect that. Um, and speaking of trade stuff, I gotta cover uh, the Blazers uh, because you don't hear anything anymore, really, rumors wise. You're like Old Shea loved to you know he, he talked to Woj all the time. That was kind of an open secret. Uh, you like to play games in the media. Cronen, all Cronenbergers does not uh, at all. It's just you just don't really hear about it. If you do hear something, it's probably not from the Blazers side. Um, and but obviously, like there's there's some developments. The Blazers are twelfth right now, twelfth behind the Thunder and the Jazz in the West, which is bad. It's especially bad when you have a capped out team, right? And then another thing that's going to be tricky is Jeremy Grant. Uh, the Blazers offered him his extension. That came out. He hasn't signed it. He said he's focused, just focused on the team right now, which is a great thing to say. But really, he's playing above that extension. So they're going to have to give Grant even more money to keep him as a restricted free agent, right? Which already means they wouldn't be able to keep Hart. Which means they have to do something. 
Nobody's talking about trading Simons. I think that seems like the, a very good uh, basketball move because they need better defense around Dame. And the, he's he's obviously very de- desirable to any team that wants a very good uh, s- uh, scoring two-guard who does not always play defense, but a lot of teams don't give a shit about that for a while. you know. So they would want that. But anyways, in this vacuum of information, uh, <laughs> and again, I'm listening to pods again, and when Horace is on, and he has uh, Kevin Pelton on, uh, who I have played half-court basketball with, so shout-out to Kevin Pelton. And and he just, when Horace just threw out this idea of, like, well, if the Blazers don't want to give Jeremy Grant $200 million this summer to keep him, wouldn't it kind of make sense for them to for them to trade him at the deadline for a chance at drafting Victor Wimbenyama? And my head just exploded. I don't think that would happen, and Pelton was, like, trying to talk him talk them back from that, but then Windhorse had a theory that, you know, because Mike Schmitz, the Blazers' assistant GM, former Draft Express guy, really one of the f- the first American scouts to to know Victor, to, to see him. I don't want to say discovered him, because I think everybody in France who was around basketball knew about him since he was, uh, like, negative one years old, uh, <laughs> I think. It was, it was, it was written. Uh, but, I, and I just started laughing, thinking about a to- that would be a Mike Schmitz military coup. The Blazers just decide, you know what? We've, we've seen enough of this lineup. It'll be tough to keep Grant. It'll be tough to keep Hart. We think Victor is maybe worth a shot. The team as it is is just not very good. I mean, they're behind OKC and Utah, who are two teams who sort of were supposed to be tanking. They turned out a little better than they thought, but also have tons of future draft assets and are not capped out like the Blazers. Like the Blazers are in a very bad place. And I got to say, although that would not happen, I think more likely, um, you know, the, the little deal is Hart gets traded for some, for like a perimeter defender who they can keep under contract for longer. Uh, or the bigger deal would be like a Simons, uh, you know, go somewhere or whatever. But uh, Mike Schmidt's military coup. <laughs> it's fun to think about. We got two weeks of, of fantasy left, uh, so I'm going to take advantage of this. And it also made me think about what if Victor Wimbenyama, okay, he's a good enough player where, okay, some team gets the number one pick and Victor's like, you know, this happens. Like, Victor's like, I don't want to go to that team. Because there, there are, and there was rumors um, last year that Chet didn't want to go to Orlando, by the way. And, and I don't think Orlando, I remember hearing that somewhere, and I, maybe Orla, it was the feeling was mutual, maybe. But um, what if Victor just, like, doesn't really doesn't want to go to the number one team? And he says, hey, look, his people say, don't draft him. And they're like, well, we have to draft you. We're going to draft you. And then what if he, what if Victor pulls a Danny Ferry and says, fine, I'm not playing for you. And then, this is where things get really stupid. Overtime Elite steps in. <laughs> and how much would they pay Victor Wimbenyama for one year of basketball in Overtime Elite? How much would... I mean, I know <laughs> my, my cats are going crazy wrestling, uh, throwing each other off the window, off the little door doorstopper thing. That's the, the boing you just heard. I didn't just get a boner talking about this, but I could. Maybe that's coming next. Because it's an exciting idea. I know Victor would most likely, okay, yes, he stays in, in France and, and plays a year and gives the team t- 
time to like trade him for a ton of stuff, maybe, um, in return. But overtime elite. We all know I love the Cold Hearts. I love Ryan Gobes. I love Rob Dillingham. Don't Academy Survivor. You know, I love the vibe cam. I love Gen Z. I'm basically like a culturally Gen Z, just not practicing, right? And so how much money could they offer him? How much money would they offer him? The way they would market it, chop up all the views, promote it. I mean, Bezos is an investor in Overtime Elite. Okay, the cats are getting really riled up, and I'm riled up too. They can hear it in my voice. They are, okay, $50 million? Would Victor do it? Are they going to say, hey, Victor, come on over one season, you know, for the Reapers, for the Cold Hearts, you know? Get mentored by Ryan Gomes. This is what you really need. Here's $100 million. Ah, that would be awesome. He would get to be a big star. He would get to have one year of playing uh, pickup basketball for an incredible amount of money. I would love to see it happen. It's the most fun idea I've had in a long time. All right. Uh, Fun to think about. Mm. God, this is just my favorite time of year. This really is the best time uh, of the NBA. I really do think this. This kind of end of January. Because you're kind of tired of basketball, right? At least if you're me. You kind of blow your load in the beginning. I get tired. I go check on college games. I find some stupid college games. To, to get into, go Santa Clara, Clara Broncos, all right? And then I and I start to come back. I start because I love All-Star Weekend. I start thinking about it. I start, you know, All-Star lineups start coming out. People argue about those, which is the same argument every year. It's like, oh, who, who got snubbed on? Not really. Who you taking off? Blah, blah, blah. And then a bunch of guys are hurt anyway. So then a bunch of people still get on the team. And it's like, well, why did we spend all that energy? Oh, the Blazers are not doing good. What are they going to? It's like the same thing, but it's, it starts focusing me, all right? in on all of the absurdity that I love about basketball and the NBA. All right, well, that's going to do it for Episode 9 of Pepe Sanchez. I just had I just had a burst of enthusiasm. I wanted to capture it. Uh, again, look out for the Mike Schmitz uh, <laughs> military coup. He, he's installing a military junta at the top of the Trailblazers organization. He's laying the groundwork. He's laying the groundwork internally. I can't confirm or deny <laughs> and then also, get at me if you have an idea for how much OTE would pl- would pay Victor Wimbenyama for one season of basketball. If he's like, I am, if he's like, I am not going to the goddamn Houston Rockets. That team's a mess. And they're like, yeah, well, overtime elite is basically a league of the Houston Rockets, um, but it's more fun. You know, <laughs> you get a big Twitch following out of it or whatever, and, and nobody's uh, nobody's mad at your team in the media because nobody's paying attention to anything. You just it to be famous all right hey seth allen all platforms pepe sanchez podcast uh everyone have a great week let's get absurd let's get crazy let's start another scandal if you have an anonymous uh reddit post that you've been you know like they say everybody i've heard people say everybody has a has one good novel idea in them everyone has one great novel idea in them. you know what i don't think that's true at all i think novels are basically impossible to write i don't know how could you write so many pages am i right but I do think everybody has one good troll internet post in them. I think that's true. And let's all reflect on what our troll internet post would be. I mean, I've done it a ton of times, so I'm, I'm tapped. Uh, you know, but uh, think about it. All right, we'll see you next time.